Welcome to Lessons from the Helpful Dead, where you'll learn that the world is not what it seems and you are much more than you think you are. Here you'll learn about positive and reassuring messages from supposedly dead people, whose main purpose is to help us. Find out what happens after we die, why we're here, how we got here, where we're going, and discover that you are really a powerful eternal spirit. I'm Dan McEnany. Today we'll continue talking about Larry Lashan, the respected psychologist and healer, who has demonstrated that there are many valid ways of perceiving slash inventing reality. He identified four basic modes of being that we know of, postulating there could be more, but he simply didn't know about them. The first of the four is the sensory mode. The basic laws when reality is structured this way include the following. All valid information comes directly or indirectly from the senses. Excuse me. All events happen in space and time. Causes occur before events. Events in the past can be remembered but not changed. Events in the future can be changed. Objects separate in space are separate objects. All activity, movement, takes place through space and takes time to occur. Action requires that one entity be in contact with another. All objects and events are composed of parts that can be separated. Objects with similarities can be grouped into a class and treated as a unit. And last, this is the only valid way to regard reality. All else is an illusion. So this sensory mood obviously is the one used by modern scientists. Next is the clairvoyant mode, and the basic laws here are Objects and events are part of a total one and cannot be separated. Boundaries, edges, and borders do not exist. The lack of boundaries applies to time also. Events don't happen, they just are. Since all is one, good and evil have no meaning. The universe is a flow process that always moves in dynamic harmony. One can be in this mode only when one gives up all desires for oneself. Valid information comes not from the senses, but from knowing the oneness. The senses give a false picture of reality. And this is the only valid way to regard reality. All else is illusion. Next, we'll look at the transpsychic mode. The basic principles here are each object is separate, but with no clear demarcation from the oneness. Tremendous forces in the cosmos can be brought to bear on a local part. Absolute single-mindedness of purpose can make the above happen. Space exists, but is unimportant. Separated parts are also connected. Knowledge of parts can come through observation or being part of the one. Each sentient part has free will. But from the view of the whole, all actions that the parts will take are already decided. 
since whatever is done to one part affects the whole toward harmony or disrupting it, whatever action you take on another part affects you also. Good and evil exist. Unless this is the only valid way to regard reality, all else is illusion. And the fourth, the mythic mode, the basic laws here are, there is no difference between object and image. Each thing is the other. There is no difference between in here and out there. Anything can become identical with anything else once the two have been connected. And time and space cannot break the connection. Only an appropriate act of will can do that. Next, each part is the equivalent of the whole. If you break up an object or event, each part equals the whole. To control the part is to control the whole. To know the name of something is to have power over it. To manipulate a symbol is to manipulate the thing it stands for. Next, space is determined by the connections between things and events. If they are connected, and therefore identical, space between them does not exist. If they are unconnected, space cannot connect them. This is irrelevant to sensory space or geometric space. The same goes for time. If two events are connected, time cannot separate them. If unconnected, time cannot connect them. This is unrelated to clock time. All events start with a specific act of will. There is a substance that all people have to varying degrees that determines their effectiveness, called mana, power, wakenda, etc., and which can be gathered and redistributed by appropriate behavior and used for good or evil. There is no such thing as accidental. Everything is charged with meaning. To understand the smallest part is to understand the whole and vice versa. Birth and death are a change from one form of existence to another, like sleep and wakefulness, similar phases of the same being. This is the only valid way to interpret reality. So there we have the basic laws of the four modes of being. Uh, what's What's Lachan's point here in all of this? His point is that all four are valid for specific purposes, and all are necessary for the fullest development of human beings. In play, art, and dreams, we use the mythic mode and unlock creativity with new relationships. In biological survival and scientific progress in the material world, we use the sensory mode. Theoretical physicists, clairvoyants, and mystics need and use the clairvoyant mode to describe reality as governed by the laws of reality they experience and perceive-slash-observe. Miraculous healings are best explained by the laws of the transpsychic mode. Now, Lachan's insights here provide a very useful tool for our purposes when attempting to comp comprehend what kind of life lies beyond for us when we leave the reality perception we have now in the sensory mode of being? In the sensory mode, Lachan acknowledged, the meditating monk hit by a tile, 
falling from the sky, is dead. In the clairvoyant and mythic modes, he is not. Lushan maintains that we need to learn to shift our realities depending upon what we want to answer, what we want to achieve. The price of clinging to one or another, he points out, is quite high, often resulting in wars or gross mistreatment of one part of humanity by another. Lushan believes that the question of survival depends on the way we organize slash invent slash discover reality and that different ways of doing this lead to different answers. He thinks that it is better to understand the different modes and develop the ability to switch among them long before we die so that passing over will be easier. In so many words, what happens at death is up to us, our perceiving slash creating abilities, and our skill in shifting modes of being. We won't all experience the same thing upon death, and what we do experience is our responsibility. In brief, for our purposes, the great significance of Lashan's work here is that we do not need to deny the effectiveness of material science in order to explore the question of what happens to us after death, or to give validity to the experience of psychics. We can take each for what it provides us, accept it for what it can answer, and simply not use it for those things it can't. Modern materialistic science will tell us adequately how many ounces of each element compose our living body, but it can never tell us why the driving spirit leaves that body or what happens to that driving spirit after it leaves. For those answers, we turn to another mode of being. Just as valid for its purposes as the scientist's sensory mode is for weighing the component parts of the body. That con- concludes our discussion of Larry Lachan's observations and contentions. In our next session, we'll talk about the famous, quote, sleeping prophet, close quote, Edgar Casey. A lot of people think they know about Edgar Casey, but very few fully understand his significance. Once again, I'm Dan McEnany, bringing you lessons from the helpful dead.